coming in as Bloom. Millendike centered it. Flames Talk with Pat Steinberg and Aaron Vickers on Sportsnet 960 The Fan. All right, this hour underway. It is Friday, March 31st. With Vickers, I'm Steinberg, and welcome to the Sports Drive brought to you by Calgary Lock and Safe. Be proactive in protecting your property. Get a full security audit from Calgary Lock and Safe. Visit calgarylockandsafe.com. This hour available on Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon, wherever you get your podcasts. Hopefully your Friday is going along well or whenever you might be listening to this. We kick off this hour by going inside hockey for Calgary Co-op. Cal and Gary's is the only family of products curated for the taste of Calgarians, and you'll only find them at Calgary Co-op. It's a Friday, uh, which means we go inside hockey with our buddy Eric Francis from Sportsnet and Sportsnet.ca. He joins us from Vancouver right now. Hi, buddy. How are you, my friend? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. And I picked up on a bit of a trend over the last week because, you know, one week ago after a Vegas loss, you're on your way to Vegas again. um, And uh, you're about to go see some Final Four action. And you're about to go see Taylor Swift. And since that time, Matt Coronado has signed to the elation of Flames fans. They've gotten back within two points of a playoff spot. Like, maybe you need to be out of town more often. Well, I appreciate the sentiment. <laughs> uh, I'm, ha- I'm happy to leave town more often. There's no question about I'm in. I'm out of town right now. That's a good is point. That You're in Vancouver right now. I'm in Vancouver, but is that kind of, I guess that kind of misses the point of what you're trying to make. And by the way, this is shocking news. I'm going to give you a, a breaking news here from Vancouver. It's raining. Oof. Raining yeah. in March? That does not happen. I thought we were going to need a splitter Overcast. for that. Overcast, rainy. And i tell you what, though. It's funny because I remember doing playoffs here way back at 04. Like, the, the the daffodils and all the trees are budding. It's like, it's so awesome. We... It's almost like a right about you know spring is coming in Calgary within the next two to three months, and it happens in Vancouver first. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. It got me in the spirit. There you go. Yeah, shocking. Uh, It's gloomy and gray and rainy in Vancouver. I'm stunned by this. I'm glad you are now in Vancouver safely, Um, and all of a sudden, you take a look at where things sit for the Flames, and they're two points out going into this weekend. Games against Vancouver and games against Anaheim. All of a sudden, this playoff race, one week ago when we were talking, they were six out with, what, six out with nine to go, and now they're two out with seven to go. That's uh, that's quite the swing in one week of us talking to one another on Francis Fridays. Well, it's so true. Like a, year, a week ago, and when we spoke last week, uh, they had just come off. What, what did they lose to Vegas? 8-2? Um, 3-2, yeah. 3-2, whatever it was. It felt like 8-2. But you know what I mean? Like they, they, they just, things just felt like it was, it was over. You kind of thought, well, if you look back, this might be the, the one punch they can't get up from. Anyway, get good on them. But, you know, I was crunching the numbers today, and this is the 11th time. Uh, sorry. Yeah, this is the 11th time this year that they have won two games in a row. And as you guys know, they've only had a three-game win streak twice this year. 
it's been over it's been four months sort of thing or whatever it was it been December, January, February, March. December third yeah, like to seventh, but I'm not counting. No, yeah, not, right, not at all. Nobody's text chirping. line hasn't picked Nobody's up on it yet either. On the text line about that either. Yeah, well, it's funny because I I asked all the players today in the dressing room, do you happen to know when the last time was you won three games in a row? And like almost all the guys are like, I have no idea. Like, it's not the kind of streak that you kind of think back and remember to. Like Zadorov's like, well, I've been on a couple 10-game streaks in my career. I remember those. I don't remember the three games. But the point is, it's been a long time since they've been able to string together any sort of momentum. And those are the two words I kept kind of asking the guys about today. You've got confidence and momentum right now. And maybe it's only two days, It's only two games deep, but confidence and momentum are two things that I don't think this team's had a whole lot of this year. And uh, we'll see where that takes them tonight. I think they're in for a sneaky, dangerous uh, Canucks team that's on a real roll right now. Um, but I'm interested to see if they finally can do what we've been waiting for them to do all year long, which is parlay a tiny bit of confidence and then turn it into a little bit more momentum than they've seen all year long. Let's just see how they respond here in Vancouver. Yeah, I, I And I mean, I think it's a fair... It's crazy because our text line and, and mentions on Twitter and all that type of stuff kind of runs the gamut in terms of there are still plenty of avid listeners, for instance, who are huge Flames fans who tune in to a show called Flames Talk or downloaded and listen to a show called Flames Talk who are still very much of the pessimistic, seen this movie before uh, and, and seen them get close and then fall out of it many, many times before. Like there are plenty of those people out there and I get it. There are plenty who are like Steinberg. This thing, they're getting in for sure. They're in sign me up. They're going to beat Vegas or LA or Colorado or Minnesota or Edmonton in round one. It, it, it runs the gamut from both poles when it comes to how Flames fans are feeling right now. And you can kind of understand it all. You can understand the positivity Absolutely. and you can just yep. as much understand the, the pessimism. Absolutely. Like it's funny when you're, when you're in Vegas and we can all bet on our phones anytime we want, but when you're in Vegas, there's just something still kind of, fun to, to, to bet on a game that you might be sitting in a sports book watching. There is no way I was touching either Flames game while I was in Vegas last weekend. Like, no no chance. This is the hardest team in the league to read, in my opinion. And I still don't have a read on what's going to happen tonight. Um, I, I don't. I, I, to your point, nobody seems to really have an idea of what's going to happen next with these guys. But the really kind of cool thing, if you're a Flames fan, is they can erase all that doubt and all of the issues that seem to be, you know, surrounding this team right now, they can erase all of it by going on a bit of a run here at the end. And, you know, and with the help of, of Winnipeg and Nashville, they can get into this playoffs. And I, I do agree with that term, which is it's not how you start, it's how you finish that people remember. Uh, and then, and then it's a fresh slate, you know, if they get into the playoffs, but anyway, I don't want to get ahead of myself. It's just, it is a shockingly puzzling season for so <laughs> many reasons. And uh, it's given you guys, all of us, lots to write about, lots to talk about, and the fans lots to chew on. But I do understand that along the way, they've lost some fans too. Like, maybe not not forever, but I've, I've heard a sentiment from a lot of people, which is, I can't watch them anymore. They're just too frustrating. And I get that sentiment too. It's been that type of year. And it's funny because last hour – and Vickers, I'll, I'll let you kind of explain it. But last hour, I asked on our Daily Flames round table, I asked, 
Now, what's the number one reason that gives you confidence that, that the Flames can get in? And, you know, I, I went with Markstrom and and Wilsey went with the, the mood around the team. And strength of schedule. And the strength of schedule. And another one. He had about 19. <laughs> uh, but I, I went with the way Markstrom is playing. and and that, But you, you were completely not off the board, but I, I just like the way that you phrased it. I, I went with the Winnipeg Jets is the reason I'm most confident so the Calgary Flames can make the yeah. playoffs. Just because they led the Western Conference on January 18th, I believe it was. And since then... They're 26th overall in the NHL in points percentage. So that's a drastic swing. So the biggest thing that gives me confidence is the fact that the team they're trying to catch has just been struggling for the last two and a half months. And I'll add to that, like, yeah, they've been struggling. That's well documented. And it's the only reason we are talking about what we're talking about right now. Uh, And I'm not, in my opinion, I'm not hearing the right things from the head coach. Like, the coach has been really critical of these guys. And, yep. and again, I, Hey, the art of coaching is not something that exactly, you know, I'm not an expert on it. Um, but it seems to me that I, I, I sense panic in his voice. I sense like desperation and, and it is a desperate situation for them because they're in an absolute free fall. But I, I just, some of the comments that he's been making really make me wonder if they can even turn this thing around anytime soon. I don't know. Maybe it's too late, but, uh, stay tuned. Uh, we're all going to be watching tonight the out-of-town scoreboard. We're going to be watching Vancouver here at Rogers Arena. And and what more could we have really asked for, in a way, in a season that was has been so frustrating for the fans? you got to admit that at least there's some pretty cool excitement right now. And, uh, and, and, yeah, people are nervously excited. But at the end of the day, we've got some drama that I don't think anyone saw coming mm-hmm. as, as recently as a week ago. Agreed, um, and that it's it's been so difficult for them to make up ground, and then all of a sudden, in the matter of a week, they make up four points. And so, yeah, the Jets thing is fascinating. It's Francis Fridays, by the way. Eric Francis of Sportsnet, Vickers and Steinberg on this hour of Flames Talk. We're inside hockey. Francis with us on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline. It's funny you bring up Rick Bonus and and the comments that he made, and there's a lot of discourse. You know, you go you go spend any time on a Jets message board or replies to uh, your your colleague Ken Weeb in Winnipeg or whoever. Like you look on Twitter and you see what Jets fans are talking about. It mirrors what Flames fans are talking about, and it's. I think I said this to Wes earlier this week. Like you might as well call the Jets the Winnipeg Flames because. Everything is the same. You've got a team that is having a difficult time beating teams well below them in the standings. They can't string wins together. Uh, You've got uh, a team that is getting a lot of shots, but they're not turning those shots into super quality opportunities. That's a big topic there. And then on top of that, you've got star players not on the same page with the head coach. Like, Does that not seem exactly like all that we've been talking about with the Flames this year, and they're having the same conversations in Winnipeg, and people are talking about it's the coach's fault, or it's Shifley's fault, or or it's Wheeler's fault, or they need to tank for Bedard. Like it's like I, you might as well just move Calgary into Manitoba because the exact same conversations are being had. Well, uh, I'll stop you there. I'm not big on moving. No, no, I don't want to do that. I'm I'm happy yeah, where we are in the mountains. Neutral site yeah. in Saskatoon. Give me those. Give me those Chinooks <laughs> no. in the middle of uh, January all day, every day. I'm happy where we are right now. You know, but but it'd be point taken. Like, you know, the only thing that's kind of different 
uh, is the goaltender, right? Like Hellebuck <clears throat> has been phenomenal for the most part this year. He's kind of done the opposite of Markstrom, whereas he hasn't been that great lately. He stole him a game, I think, last week, but he hasn't been as good of late, whereas Markstrom has been very good of late. So that's the only kind of opposite between the two. But, yeah, they're, you know, and you know how it is in the Canadian market. I mean, I I, I dare say a radio station would know better than anyone, which is just the, the mood. Like, it just felt like the sky was falling up until the last couple games for the Flames, and it certainly still feels like the sky is falling in, in Winnipeg, complicated by the fact that they know there's two teams hot on their trail. And, you know, I got to tell you guys, the team that nobody agrees with me because of their schedule, but the team that really is in the driver's seat is Nashville. But nobody talking about them. Everyone's talking about Calgary and Winnipeg. Can Winnipeg hold on? Can Calgary continue to, to, to make up ground? I don't know why more people are not talking about Nashville. I know they've traded away guys at the deadline. I know their schedule is the hardest of all of them, but they just won't go away. Did you see? And they've got a game in hand. Did you see their roster Oof. last night in Pittsburgh? I think that's why people are. They don't. They, I get so it. They've got. They've got three top six forwards. They're all out, so they they don't even like. They've got three, so they're short three top six forwards to begin with, and the three that they do have all out, Forsberg, Johansson, and Duchesne, they've got a defenseman that can mask a lot of problems with Norris what these guys caliber. out there, a Norris caliber defenseman who's also out. They've got five good players, and one of them is playing. It just so in, happens in it's UC the most Saros. important yes. most important position. Saros is keeping him, but no Yossi, no Forsberg, no Duchesne, no Johansson. And I'm not trying to knock what Tomasino or Evangelista or some of these guys <laughs> who have helped the but are you serious? Uh, and yeah. I think that's why I think that's why people are like, Yeah, I'm not believing a lot. But you're right, they've got the game in hand and they're not going away even after losing to Pittsburgh. And 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 isn't you know Aren't they a little bit like Seattle where all season long we just kept thinking, come on, they're just yep. together with, you know, glue and popsicle sticks. Like, it's not going to last. Well, Seattle's in. And and Nashville, I just wonder if they're the same as Seattle where it's like, we don't know how they're doing it, but they keep doing it. Because, like you said, they've got that most important ingredient, which is goaltender. I don't know. Anyway, it, it's fascinating. It's, it's great. It's great drama. And, you know, I, I'm curious – Give me, in one word, what's going to happen tonight here in Vancouver, in your opinion? A win? A loss? I, Can uh, you go, you, you want us to give you one word? Yeah, win or loss for the Flames. Well, I was just going to say hockey. I was going to go anarchy myself, but I don't think we'll see a repeat of a line brawl off of the opening puck drop. Because I just, I, in terms of what, and really that's all what it's all about, like, you know, I'm in the room today talking to these guys, and I'm like, you know, normally I'm working on four or five features at all times, just working at Nothing matters right now except for winning and losing. There's nothing, no point in writing about anything else other than winning and losing because that's all that matters for the next, what, two weeks. And uh, and so there, there's the real question of the day. Are they going to win or are they going to lose? And I, I, I'm trying to get out of the prediction game, so I, won't, I, I, won't, I guess I won't press you guys <laughs> to answer well, what, that question. What's your, or are you not going to answer the question? No, I don't. I don't really want it. <laughs> no, no. So I should have asked it. I got. I got it. I backed myself into a corner. But I'm saying, Vancouver. The, Vancouver is a dangerous team. They you are. Forget guys. You forget that. Also, 
and there's no pressure on them, and they're their home crowd, and that crowd hates Calgary, always has. I was doing morning radio today in, in Vancouver, and they just uh, I said, guys, it wasn't that long ago where Calgary saw Vancouver as their number one rival. Yeah. And now because Edmonton's kind of come back, that, that's the number one rival now. We get it. But for the bulk of the last 20 years, I'd still argue that Vancouver was the number one rival of the, of the Flames fans and of Calgarians in general. And they 100% agreed. They say they still hate Calgary, <laughs> those guys. So I think they're highly motivated to, 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 to ruin the Flames' you know, chances because the Flames, quite frankly, have ruined a lot of playoffs for Canucks fans over the last 20, 25 years. So I, I think there's plenty of motivation for this crowd, the city, and this team to uh, to try and crush the Flames today. Just to throw a stat out specifically for you, Francis, the Vancouver Canucks since March 1st have five players playing at a point per game or more, led by JT Miller with 21 points in 14 games. Same span, the Flames have one, Tyler Toffoli with 14 in 14. Dangerous Ooh. team right now. Who are, the, who are the five? You've got JT Miller... Elias Pettersson with 19 and 14, Quinn Hughes with 15 and 14, and Besser and Kuzmenko each have 14 and 14. Wow, interesting. Okay, yeah. I mean, they're, like I said, when I was in Vegas, I was I bet largely on the over-under. And recently, every time I see Vancouver playing, I'm going over because they're, they're, they're a disaster defensively. And offensively, they've got lots of firepower. Like, I wouldn't be surprised to that. Again, I never bet on Flames games because they are so unpredictable. But, man, uh, I would, you know, the over is the first thing I thought of when I woke up this morning. I was, I was still in Vegas mode thinking, geez, I should put some money on the over. And then I remembered, oh, no, I'm never betting on a Flames game ever again. <laughs> Very fair. <laughs> uh, okay, get out of here. Uh, enjoy the game. We'll talk to you next week. We'll probably uh, see you on Sunday. Hey, listen, I want to throw one last anecdote because everyone's so excited about Pelche and Coronado. Just watching those guys, it was a extreme optional today. So, like, hardly anybody skated except for, at the end, uh, the only guys that really skated were, were Vladar, Stone, uh, Ruzicka, Coronado, and Pelche. And they were playing this little modified, like, two-on-two and doing these drills. And Pelche, there were some sick plays being made between Coronado and Pelche. They put them together. Don't do this and, to me. And Pelche looked at me at one point behind the glass. He's banging on the glass. He's like... Are you kidding me? Like, did you just see what that kid just did? Now, we know Pelche is, like, all about empowering teammates and yeah. being that ultimate leader and Killing great that way. But he he was so excited about what Coronado was doing in the skate this morning. And, and, I, and, and, I, and I know that, that people are so excited to see it. I'm sorry if I'm killing you. And I'm what a tease. Your You're just killing my mentions and my call-in show. Because everybody wants this. And anytime I tweet out the line, it's like, oh, this shit. And I'm like, I can't. I, my, my phone blows up every time I tweet the lines out. I'm sorry. And I'm sure you've had this discussion a million times. So I'm, I, but I'm new to it. I'm just not going to. I can't them playing him if these games are still mani- uh, uh, I'm with you right to the end I, I, I really am with you and, and I know I'd like to see him I think that there's of you course know, we th- all would there's plenty and, and you know what there's even I can even make a pretty salient argument there's plenty of reason to get him in now like I don't think that putting him in is going to tank your chances of beating the Anaheim Ducks on, on Sunday night and what's the worst that could happen maybe he could help you like I could make a and, and I honestly would like to see it happen I don't think it's going to though I think you're bang on, and and I think it's gonna be when when games aren't meaningful, if they're clinched, if they're eliminated, well then, and it looks yeah. like that's gonna come down to game eighty one, game eighty two. So 
you know, maybe there's that opportunity. But no, I, I, I'm very much with you in that camp. And I don't think it's going to happen uh, as much as I would really like to see it. It's, and I'm not, and I say it in jest, of course. Like I, I love the passion, and so please don't stop uh, tweeting me about it. It's just, it's funny because I, I know the discourse that's out there. There are people beyond clamoring to see this guy make his debut, but I think your read is is exactly where mine is. Yeah, I read a great column on Sportsnet.ca <laughs> about it, and it was written by a young Pat Steinberg. Welcome to the Sportsnet stable, Woo! my friend. Oh, yep, I it just... was well written, buddy. Good job. Just trying to ride your coattails. Oh, you did great. I think most of your spelling was accurate and everything. It was awesome. <laughs> most of it. Uh, hey, fingers crossed. If I can do that, then I'm a, I'm a happy camper. Um, yeah, good, good job, buddy. Have a great weekend, you boys. Enjoy the game tonight. Bye, buddy. See you, the, see you Sunday, probably. Cheers, yep. He's Eric Francis. Francis Fridays every, funny enough, Friday, uh, he joins us inside hockey for Calgary Co-op with new product families, member rewards and sale events. You'll find more quality, more savings in every department every day at Calgary Co-op. Hey, it's Haley Salvian from The Athletic. For a look at the latest on your Calgary Flames and NHL news, go click and subscribe to the Hockey Central 960 podcast. While you're there, please rate and review the show. Flamestock is on the air and streaming on the Sportsnet mobile app. Sportsnet 960 The Fan, Calgary. As we continue along this hour, Steinberg and Vickers with you. I want to just discuss a a narrative or an opinion we've heard a lot of over the last little bit. It's kind of been this this opinion, like, while they've been out of it or, or back of the playoffs... There's always been this, yeah, but if. And that narrative is the whole idea of, okay, if they get there, watch out for the Flames. If they make the playoffs, no one's going to want to play them. And I don't I don't even like calling it a narrative because that's got kind of a negative connotation to it. But it's just, it's it's an opinion that's been out there. And, and I honestly don't know how I feel about it or didn't know how I felt about it until I dove in a little bit because we've seen, I get, I get the thought, like we've seen enough teams or enough times that teams have gotten hot down the stretch, gotten into the playoffs due to that hot streak and then make some noise, especially in round one, like Colorado in 2019 is a perfect example. They got in, they made noise in round one. They ended up getting to game seven of round two and got bounced by San Jose that year. Um, and, and that wouldn't be the first time. And, and sometimes like St. Louis in 2019 or Los Angeles in 2012, you get on that hot streak and it's more than just round one that you make noise in. But, I guess for me, I'm still wait and see as to whether I'm dialed on that because it's not like they've put a ton of consistent efforts together over the last little bit. You know, I don't. I hated their game against San Jose despite the fact they won, and and it's like all all that matters. It's just win, baby. But like when I take a look, I'm like, I didn't like that game against San Jose. I loved them against Los Angeles and thought that might have been their most complete effort of the year. And if I see more games like LA in their final seven. Well, then, yeah, I think you can sign me up for that narrative. But if they get in based more on Winnipeg's elite-level tanking as opposed to getting in because they're so hot and that... Like, if they go 4-3 and three 
And that's how they get in because Winnipeg pisses it away and four and three is enough. I don't know if I'm dialed in on watch out for the Flames in the playoffs. But if they end up going five, one and one, and we're talking about them scoring and Markstrom's still good and they're playing like they did against the LA Kings on a pretty consistent basis. And yeah, I, th- I think you can sign me up for that. But that's why I'm kind of of the wait and see variety in terms of whether I'm fully on board with that opinion as it stands right now. And I think that's fair. And I'm going to be the first to admit I pumped that narrative a little bit three weeks ago when it was looking like the Calgary Flames had to play 775 hockey down the stretch in order to leapfrog the Jets and snag that playoff spot. It was a lightning in a bottle situation back then when you extrapolated what the Winnipeg Jets had to do. Well, the Winnipeg Jets... We know what their record is since February flipped over, and we know what their record is in March. They have not been world beaters by any stretch, so it is a situation where one of the Calgary Flames or the Nashville Predators can play just slightly above 500 hockey, it seems, and steal that position out from under the Winnipeg Jets. So right now, I'm not really buying that whole watch out for them if they make the playoffs thing, simply because it does look like possibly you can get in playing you know, 550, 600 hockey in the month of March and still grab that spot. So it's not like you're coming in and riding a massive winning streak or heat wave or whatever you want to call it. It could take a lot less than that, much to the chagrin of the Winnipeg Jets and their fans. So I'm not going to jump on board without seeing how the remaining games play out. And you mentioned if they go 5-1-1, one, and one, well, that's going to be involving somewhat of a lengthy winning streak for the Calgary Flames, who yeah. have back-to-back wins and have a shot to win three in a row against the Vancouver Canucks on Friday night. But you need to see how it plays out and not specifically the record, but even just the product that they put on the ice before you can go, hey, number one seed, watch out for the Calgary Flames. I went and did some digging. And just for some comparison's sake, the two teams that I mentioned a little earlier that have gotten in and done more than just kind of give a team a run in round one or win a round one matchup as a lower seed. The Kings in 2012, the Blues in 2019. Okay. So, and and for L.A., their red-hot run that got them into the playoffs started at game 62. So their final 21 games or their final quarter of the season. And so I tracked the final quarter for L.A., St. Louis, and where the Flames are starting from that mark right now. So L.A., from game 62 on in 2012, went 13-5-3 which was good for a 690 points percentage. That got him in, okay. but it got him in, I believe, on Game 82. They had to win a shootout in Game 82 to get into the playoffs, if I remember correctly. So that was the Kings in 2012. Seven years later, St. Louis in 2019, from Game 62 on, went 12-5-4 for a 667 points percentage. And obviously, we know what they did. They also went all the way and won the Stanley Cup. Since Game 62, the Flames are 7-5-2 in 14 games, which is a 571 points percentage. So as of right now, they're not on that run, or they're not on a similar run. However, they can boost it up pretty nicely if they win the vast majority or a lion's share of their final seven games. If they do that with the schedule they've got... Well, then all of a sudden, maybe it looks a little more comparable to those 690 or uh, 667 points percentages the Kings and Blues put up in those two years. I was about to try to do some math on the fly, and I kind of sputtered out of the gate, so I abandoned it. But hey, hypothetically, if they win the last seven games, which would be a nine-game win streak, that would be 14-5-2, which isn't all that uncomparable to the 13-5-3 
the Los Angeles Kings reached in 2012. As you mentioned, that was a 690 points percentage. I'm going to estimate that would put the Calgary Flames somewhere around 700-ish, which if they're coming in on a heater like that, then maybe if I'm the number one seed, I, I raise an eyebrow and I pay very close attention to what's going on in Calgary. But again, if you end up going seven games, three, two, and two, and somehow that manages to squeeze in, that's not necessarily the momentum portion that's carrying the Calgary Flames into the first round, from my opinion. Yeah. And so I, I just, I, I, and I don't, I don't hate the, I don't hate the narrative or the opinion or anything like that. I just, for me, it's a little early to tell because I don't, I still don't know what to expect for the Flames down the stretch. I still don't know what we're going to get from them on a regular basis. And I don't know what we're going to see in terms of the, the way they play in their final seven games, you know, and that's, that's why I'm like, okay, I don't, I don't know if I'm quite there on that, but I can, I think I could easily get there depending on how this last, you know, two weeks or so, a little less than two weeks goes. Let me ask you this deep philosophical question. Yes, please. Does regular season momentum carry over to the playoffs or because it's essentially a new season, there's probably a two or three day break depending on when your schedule starts. Does that regular season momentum carry into the playoffs or is everything a clean slate? Uh, about 10 years ago, I would have said clean slate. I think there are more instances now where it's not a clean slate. I think there's been more, we've seen more examples in recent years where it, it's not always like this, but where getting hot can help you coming into the playoffs. Okay. I don't know where I land on that one. I'm probably still more of the clean slate. I'm not saying it's a hundred percent, maybe 60, 40 or 55, 45. I was just curious to get your take on it because Early my early March, it looked like seven seventy five, seven eighty was going to be the hockey that the Calgary Flames had to play. And if they were playing that over the final month of the season, a full thirty days, thirty one days, I could get on board with watch out for the Calgary Flames. They're doing it over five, six, seven games, eight, nine, depending on how the remaining seven games play out. As again, they've got back to back wins right now in their back pocket. I don't know if that's a big enough sample size for me to go. That momentum is really going to carry them and help them when they play in the first round against Team X, whether it's Las Vegas, whether it's Edmonton, Las Vegas, whether it's Vegas, Edmonton, Colorado, if they find a way, whomever it is. If it had been a full month, if we're talking six weeks, maybe I can buy that momentum ride a little bit more, but because it's a shorter sample size, perhaps I'm not so in on it. And I just wanted to say, so since game 62... They've got a 571 points percentage. Did you know that the minimum points percentage that you need to win a Stanley Cup once the playoffs begins is 571? I just thought that was interesting. Because you've got to win 16. But you can go 16 of 28. And that's 571. Can you see the smoke just billowing out of my head right now? So you've got to, to win 16 out. games, right, yeah. to win a Stanley Cup. The most that you can lose 16 is 12. and 12. So if you go if you went to 7 and won every 7 game series, your points percentage is 571. So you're saying there's a chance. I don't think it means anything. I just thought that was interesting. That's too coincidental to not be something, right? They're 571 since game 62, which is a somewhat <laughs> random place to start, but it's the final quarter of the season and you can if you win four 7 game series go 571 in the playoffs. I, I was going to say, is there any combination that you can go 571 over seven games just so that they maintain that exact points percentage? 
I don't think there is, but I'd be curious. Again, math is not my strong suit, so algebra and such. Um, And then this dawned on me on Thursday night as the Oilers beat the LA Kings, and the Oilers have eyes on number one in the conference and number one in the Pacific. You know, if the Flames get in, they will be the eight seed, which means they will be playing the number one seed or the, the highest division winner. What if that's Edmonton? I thought there was no chance of a round one battle of Alberta. And now all of a sudden you're like, wait a darn second. Maybe there is a chance for a round one battle of Alberta. Well, Edmonton sits two back of the conference lead from Vegas. Vegas has played one fewer game. But yeah, there is a chance the Edmonton Oilers can be regular season Western Conference champions. And there is a chance that the Calgary Flames can sneak in and leapfrog the Winnipeg Jets and be the number eight seed. I'm there for it. I think, first things first, if you're a Calgary Flames fan, you want them to make the playoffs. That's step one. If it's the Edmonton Oilers that you happen to draw in the first round, so be it. How long did we go without a playoff battle of Alberta? 1991? Yeah. So to get them in back-to-back years after going so long without having the Edmonton Oilers play the Calgary Flames in do-or-die elimination games, why not take it back-to-back years? Give it to me as much as you can that's going to be a clip that's edited and produced into a song i'm sure of it but hey even added as much as you can yeah it was really bad as soon as it left yeah i'm not even gonna finish that sentence because you'll probably cut that one too battle of alberta if if you can arrange it every playoff i would be in favor of it i get if you're a flames fan i fully get i get why you'd be afraid why not even why you'd be afraid be like no i'd rather play vegas or la or minnesota Pretty much Colorado and Edmonton, my guess would be, would be the two teams that Flames fans would like to avoid. Obviously, you'd like to get into the playoffs, so you'll play whoever. Mm-hmm. And and the Flames at this point don't have a choice. They'll play who they play if they get in. There's no, there's no, they, they do not control that part because they got no games against those teams. between. So if they get in, they'll play who they play. So you don't really get to choose. But I can get it if you're like, eh. Yeah, I'd like them to get in, but I'd rather them not play the Oilers or the Avalanche. I understand that, and I think those are the two scariest teams right now going into the postseason. Not in to, the West. Not maybe. to put you on the spot, but here are the four teams that quasi-realistically can be that number one seed. Los Angeles, Edmonton, Vegas, Minnesota. I guess you can mix Colorado in, but if you're going to do that, then you've got to mix Dallas in. They're both at 94 points, so they trail Vegas by five points with eight games to go. Kind of a tough hill to climb to be the number one seed. But if you're the Calgary Flames from a matchup perspective, you're the eight seed. Who do you want as number one? So Vegas. Vegas, Edmonton, LA, LA Minnesota. I'm going to say Vegas. And I know that they're the only team technically clinched. They are. Um, but I'm going to say Vegas. Just because I, I like the way Calgary's played them. They, you know, even the 3-2 loss, I didn't think they were poor. And it was a one-goal game. They obviously rolled them up in Vegas. Have their that that's no longer a storyline. They finally won there. Their sat their first game in Vegas. They played them really tough and lost in overtime. And they they beat them in Calgary uh, the first time. So what? Calgary goes two one and one against Vegas in the season series. We don't know what Mark Stone's status is. I just don't. As much as Vegas is playing well, and I love what Bruce Cassidy's done there, I don't love him going deep in the playoffs as much without Mark Stone. Sounds like he might not be ready for round one. So I'd go Vegas of those teams. L.A., even in a night where I didn't think they were super 
on it on Tuesday. They still are scary. So the Kings, they look dangerous. Oilers, obviously. And Minnesota's played Calgary tough this year. They have. So I think Vegas would be the team for me. Okay, I don't you? have I don't have a massive opinion one way or the other. I'd probably just say Minnesota because I've seen them the least this year up close and personal. Um, now, if we're ranking them from least desired to most desired, is Edmonton number one? You want to avoid Edmonton the most? So we don't think they can get Colorado? Well, Colorado's at 94 points. They would need to catch Vegas as it stands right now. So they're five back of Vegas. Vegas has seven games left. Colorado okay. has eight. So it's going to be tough for them to claim a division or a Western okay. Conference regular season title. So yeah, I would go. I would say Edmonton would be the last team that if I were a, like if, if I yep. were putting myself in a fan standpoint, they'd be the last team I'd want to play. But you'll take it if that's the only option you got. Yep. But yeah, the I would put them number four on my uh, list of ways I'd want that to go. I think from an entertainment standpoint, that's got to be the number one most entertaining series. Except if you're a fan. <laughs> Except if you're a fan, I guess. <laughs> What's the text line got at 960-960? Have they been roasting my nope. bring on the Battle of Alberta? No, nope. they, haven't, they haven't disliked you. So Okay. Uh, that'll start to wrap us up this hour. Thanks to Aaron Vickers. Thanks to Cam. Thanks to Taylor. Thanks to Eric Francis. And this hour has been the Sports Drive. Brought to you by Calgary Lock and Safe. Be proactive in protecting your property. Get a full security audit from Calgary Lock and Safe. Visit calgarylockandsafe.com.